Why, hey there. Today in the show, I want to talk about when ergonomics goes wrong, specifically marketing products as ergonomic that should never be considered ergonomic. We're going to talk about the risks with this, as well as some big picture ideas that may have resulted in this occurring. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. Welcome to the show, my friend. I am so pumped that you're taking the time out of your day to hang out with me and listen to this podcast. Specifically today, I think this is something that absolutely needs to happen considering the types of products I see, and I'm sure you see too, that are being marketed as being ergonomic but they're using that as a ploy to get market share instead of really being ergonomic. I'm talking about a specific chair today, but this conversation can be applied to so much that we see out there. We're going to be talking about big ideas when it comes to the ergonomics industry as a whole, And then I'm going to dive into some specific research about a particular chair that allows you to sit cross-legged. I'm not going to be naming what that chair is, but I'm just saying that's the feature of the chair. However, I'm not laying blame to any particular product or ergonomics consultant, just so that we're on the same page. This is a useful conversation that I think has to happen, especially if you are in the world of selling your expertise when it comes to ergonomics. But there must be something not right in the world of ergonomics office products when products that support sustained awkward postures are being marketed as ergonomics and they're actually gaining steam and gaining market share. I suppose the argument can be made that any office chair is in fact an awkward position and thusly should not be used. And that's a really interesting idea. But I think that's a conversation for another time. And we all know that there is inherent risks with any sort of product that anyone uses. And we're looking at the fit between that product and the person using it. When it's not a great fit, ergonomic concerns and challenges can pop up. So why have products that we know as ergonomics professionals that increase the musculoskeletal risk for pain and disorder gain market share in the first place? Well, there could be a few reasons, and I've boiled this down to three. Please let me know in the comments if I'm missing any, um, or if you want to add something that I missed. Firstly, I think this could be because of the rules of supply and demand of ergonomics consultants. And as you know, or maybe you don't know, there is 
a low supply, relatively speaking, of ergonomics consultants to the demand out there for ergonomics advice. And there's a variety of symptoms that I'll get into to why a person may be needing that ergonomics advice. And they may not realize that it's ergonomics that's the answer. And that's where marketing our services come into play. So people with insufficient information and knowledge could really be doing a lot of harm by buying and investing in certain products that they think is going to fix their issue. But whatever reason, maybe they didn't know, maybe they didn't care, they didn't pursue the advice of a professional ergonomics expert. It brings the bigger idea here. If chairs are uniquely designed in their features, that their rising in success does not mean that other ergonomics issues are popping up and um, maybe these other ergonomic issues are being ignored because people are thinking that aches and pains and all that jazz, that's just the price of doing business. And that's a huge misconception when it comes to ergonomics. And I'm not against ingenuity. We all can benefit from it. But the new products that you see out there as marketed as being ergonomics or fancy new chairs out there are being introduced to the market to prevent aches and pains, they could actually be causing more harm if sufficient research is not being done. For instance, one of the biggest factors of long-term back health is lumbar support. And if a new chair that's being introduced as ergonomic does not have lumbar support, because that's the main indicator of long-term back health, how can that company be sure that they are not doing harm to that individual who trusts them because of them using a term like that? And the same can be said about the other chair features out there for these designs that are really, really unique. I think that this all works in sequence. And I wonder if the advice that people are getting from the media, from social media, friends and family, are not backed by research, which is leading to the support of these chairs in the first place that may not be in our client's best interest. It could be that the public is seeking out these newfangled chairs because they've never had a proper ergonomic adjustment and that they think that a proper ergonomic chair is just a load of rubbish. Maybe they never made an investment in a chair. And if you have ever tried chairs at a generic big box store versus a high-end chair manufacturer, you know that these chairs simply can't be compared in terms of quality and functionality. Yet there is a huge disconnect out there between the knowledge that this is a thing and the general population. One more thing here. We know that buying an awesome chair that has all the best ergonomics features in the world will never be that silver bullet that it may be marketed 
as two. And that's the value of getting a full workstation assessment by someone who has sufficient ergonomics expertise. And that is just being overlooked in the market right now. If we expand this thought to the entire working population, I'm talking about any sort of good or service out there that exists in the world today, there is clearly a huge disconnect between the value that we as ergonomics consultants can bring versus their perception of business as usual, by which I mean that business could be experiencing high workers' compensation fees, high injury rates, high levels of complaints. Maybe that business sees quality issues such as rework that happens on a regular basis, frequent overtime, or maybe they see that a lot of people aren't working there anymore. The great resignation, that's huge in the media today. And businesses could be looking at this as the cost of doing business. Without sufficient ergonomics support and knowledge, companies in our communities, in our cities, in our towns right now, can be struggling just to survive. And we know that today there is a rising cost of business and the rising cost of fees that's not reflected in all aspects of, of their business. So I'm, I'm making the point here that they're, if they're not getting ergonomics advice, good ergonomics points here, then they may not be a viable business for that long. Of course, there is a solution. If you as the ergonomics consultant can provide them the right information, but not only the right information, we have to be able to cast the right vision so we can attract more leads that turn into customers. And we need the right plan based on what their needs are so that if they are experiencing these concerns at the workplace, then there is a plan that you've developed, not just one and done, but an ongoing plan that will help them stay afloat and profit. Because we know if there's more businesses that can survive this economic uh, turmoil right now, then it's better for everybody. It brings the idea of time cost, and quality. And I'm sure you've heard of this before. I want to bring this into the conversation. When it comes to getting really good ergonomics information and advice that can get into the symptoms and benefit those companies that really need help. You can have one of these things, time, cost, or quality, but it relates to the other factors and in this, I guess, triangle of time, cost, and quality. For instance, a project can be completed quickly, but it will likely cost a lot of money and the quality may not be where it needs to be. Or with ergonomics consultation, the workplace is going to have to pay for your expert advice. However, they're going to get quality solutions that actually reduce the high compensation high injury rates, and other features of symptoms that are 
a root cause of poor ergonomics. And maybe they'll just avoid wasting money on things that don't work in the first place when it comes to buying something as simple as chairs for their employees. In light of all this information, especially with the rise of the cost of doing business as usual, I really believe that there's no better time to get yourself out there if you're selling your ergonomic services. What this means for many ergonomists that they got to go beyond your comfort zone and market your business like you've never marketed your business before. In September, I'm hosting a webinar that shows you how to build, attract customers, and raise your income with your own ergonomic services. You can save your spot. All you have to do is go to www.ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. That's B-I-Z. I'll also link that in the show notes for you, friend. Because quite frankly, for most ergonomics experts out there, it's not the knowledge that holds them back from getting customers. It's the marketing. Why? Well, it's the cash flow that we need to get started and have that sustained income that will allow us to take those risks in the business. And you need a repeatable process that works every month that generates leads that turn into customers. Now get all the goods here, head to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz, and I'll give you all the deets that you need to get started and to save that spot in September. I'm stressing this because there's people out there that need your help, and they may be running out of time. All right, so let's shift this conversation and talk about the idea, the product, if you will, that spurred this whole idea of subjects for today's podcast. This is a chair that allows you to sit cross-legged while working. It's wider than a normal seat pan. It allows a person to change the setup based on I guess how they're feeling. However, the main point of it that can be applied to any other product out there is that this chair has risen in popularity. And from my question of whether or not people would buy this chair for their clients or recommend this chair for their clients in the Accelerate group and in my free Facebook community, the answer is a resounding that this is not ergonomic. But maybe the popularity relates to people working from home in non-ideal setups without getting the support that they need. One of the biggest features of this particular product that I mentioned is the ability to sit cross-legged. So the question is, Why is the ergonomics risk of sitting cross-legged over a period of time? Now, I wanted to get into this more than the specific generalities that you would already know as an ergonomics expert. And these generalities would include, well, that person would be sitting with awkward postures for sustained periods of time, What about the lower back support? Um, What about the pressure on the popliteal region? That's the region behind the knee that is just so sensitive 
under any certain conditions. So under normal conditions, the seat pan has to be really looked at specifically for that person so that there's not a lot of pressure in the popliteal region. So let's talk about the concerns with products like this that encourage sustained awkward postures. With sitting cross-legged, we know that there is a high incident of low back pain in office workers, which I know that some people find surprising, but the research is there. Currently, there's little information about lumbar posture and the activity of the lumbar muscles during extended office work with this chair. The overall sitting position should be looked at. I found one study that found that prolonged sitting in cross-legged posture could have a negative influence on pulmonary function. Therefore, if a person is sitting in a position for a long time, the correct sitting posture should be maintained to prevent not only musculoskeletal disorders, but normal pulmonary function. Shocking. Research also found that the trunk becomes more slouched in cross-legged sitting position rather than normal sitting. And it's also more pronounced in those that have lower back pain. Lastly, it could be that people are looking for options like this because they are uncomfortable. Simple solutions like adjusting the workstation to fit you or simply getting up every hour or moving between a sitting and standing workstation can be beneficial to rest those trunk muscles that could be getting fatigued. There's so many solutions that are out there. However, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, those products that are being marketed as being ergonomic, when in reality they have not been studied and are causing a significant amount of more risk is where things go wrong. How can we provide more benefit to our community and stop them from wasting money on products that cause more harm, especially in the long term? Well, it comes down to marketing, building those connections in your community and grinding it out, so to speak, being persistent and making the connections, sharing messaging that connects with who you want to be working with. And to learn more about this, you can join me on a webinar that's going to be happening in September. All you have to do is go to ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash biz. Hope you liked this article. Really enjoyed putting it together. And I will connect with you soon.